In 700 BC, the prophet Isaiah would rise up and declare to the people of God and the foreigners who joined themselves to the Lord to minister to him, to love the name of the Lord, to be his servants, everyone who keeps the Sabbath and does not profane it, who holds fast my covenant, these I will bring to my holy mountain, and I will make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar, for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. Now soon after, Isaiah would prophesy this to the people of God. We see in their sin and their idolatry, the very glory of God would leave the temple in the book of Ezekiel. And for nearly a thousand years, there would be a house that didn't have prayer. And there'd be a house that didn't have glory in it. There'd be a house that didn't have the spirit. They'd have the form. They might have the sacrifices, but what they didn't have was the presence of God. And nearly a thousand years later, a man named Jesus of Nazareth, the very glory of God himself, Yahweh incarnate, God in a body, after a thousand years of an empty temple without glory in it, the glory of Yahweh would walk in that temple and Jesus would see his house. And if we could feel the, the, the weight and the wonder, what happens when the glory of God walks in his temple in a body? And I wish he celebrated. I wish that he said, good job, you've been faithful and you've kept this going, but what did he say? It said when Jesus came to his house, it says that he entered the temple, he drove out all who sold and bought in the temple, he overturned the tables, and he said, it is written, my house shall be called the house of prayer for all peoples. Brothers and sisters, pastors and leaders, our duty, our call is to build houses of prayer. Our call is to build houses where the glory of God can live. Hermanos y hermanas, tenemos que construir casas de oración, casas de su gloria, casas de su presencia. The house of God was that the nations could come and encounter his presence. They could encounter his spirit. And Jesus was angry. You can study the gospels and you will never see the God-man, Christ Jesus, as impassioned and angry. Then when he comes in his house and says, this is my house, only Jesus can speak in the first person, my house. And he says, I want my presence to live here. I want my glory to live here. I want my spirit to live here. And if I could prophesy, I believe in this season, God wants to fill his house with glory again. As I've been in prayer and fasting over and over and over, I hear the spirit of God saying, I wanna fill my house with glory. We have buildings, we preach sermons, we sing songs, but what people need is the glory of God. What people need is a house of prayer. I just sense the Spirit of God saying, this is gonna be a season in the church to see signs and wonders and miracles break out. Like we've never seen, but how do we get it? We get it through prayer. And that's been preached a million times. Jesus didn't come and he didn't say, you don't have enough programs. You don't have enough stuff going on. Jesus didn't go and say, man, your PCO, you know, your planning center is really um, like dirty. You need to clean that thing up. I love that stuff. Jesus didn't say, man, your transitions aren't smooth enough and your lights aren't good enough. Like it baffles me that the infinite eternal God, when he came to the church, the one thing that gripped his heart was where's the prayer? Where's the glory? Where's the presence? We know this. This is what Jesus gave his life to. Like right when he's baptized, the Spirit comes and it says the Spirit thrust him out to the wilderness. In 40 days he prays and fasts and what happens? He leaves with power. It says he went out in the Spirit to Galilee and the power of the Lord was with him to heal. When he goes to pick his disciples, you know, we interview, we say, what's your Enneagram, what's your Myers-Briggs, are you gonna make it on my team? 
You know what Jesus said? Abba, who are the men you want me to pick? Abba, you show me. Right? As Jesus' ministry grew and he got more famous, you know what we say? We say, oh, I'm so busy. I don't have time for prayer. It said even more. Mark 1.35, he would go out to desolate places and pray. And here's my charge to us as pastors. Acts chapter 6, as the, the church in Jerusalem is growing, it's expanding. You know, oh, man, the Jerusalem food bank is off the charts. You know, we're getting famous. We should take advantage of this. This is our Kairos moment. But what do the apostles say? We must devote ourselves to the ministry of prayer and the word. Pastors, leaders, we can't delegate this. We can't schedule somebody else with this. We carry this. We bear the burden to pray. So I'm going to take 10 seconds. Father, would you baptize us in the spirit of prayer? Would you baptize us in the spirit of intercession? Lord Jesus, teach your church to pray. Holy Spirit, come and fill your house with glory. In Jesus' name, amen.